Someone You Should Know, a program about people you know and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host, Stuart Sachs. Welcome to another edition of Someone You Should Know. Hope everything is going well for, for everyone. And thanks a lot for tuning in and joining us. Uh, got a good friend. Uh, I, I hate to use the word old friend, but we go back a number of years. Jody McCagran is in the house. Hey. And I've got hey, my Jody, Frisco how hat. are you, my friend? My Frisco shirt on. Yay. He's got his Texas shirt, his Frisco hat. I got my KVGI shirt. You know, we... we <laughs> We're down home folk today. Absolutely. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. And uh, yes, you can call me old friend. I don't care. Just friend is the important part. I mean, <laughs> right, right. I miss seeing you in person and, you know, having breakfast with you and stuff. But I know, you know, there'll be time for that in the future. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and I feel the same way because one of the things that we, we've collaborated on over the years was, was the Breakfast Club that, that yep. you and Lori started. Uh, everybody getting together like on Friday mornings. Uh, and in the beginning, we were there like every Friday morning. And we would have coffee and maybe some breakfast. And everybody would do it before work. And, and, and it was great. And then, then, you know, life got in the way and uh, it, it became like every other Friday. And then then sometimes we'd have to move it to a Saturday. But you kept kept doing it. Man, then COVID hit. And not only not only did we have to postpone the breakfast club, but the restaurant that we were meeting at, you know, closed down for a while. And now little by little, it's starting to, to open up again. And then, I mean, just this past week, I read a couple of places that that had reopened and a month later they had to close their doors again or curtail a lot. It's, it's, it's really taken a toll on a lot of people and a lot of businesses. Oh, absolutely. And so I, it's funny you mentioned that about the restaurant closing down uh, up inspired kitchens where we'd meet at. Yeah. I saw a post from them this morning where they were mentioning that, Hey, you know, they were hit pretty hard, but they're still open. And please, you know, if you have breakfast meetings to come there and also they cater, so they're trying to expand a little bit of what they were doing previously to try to, you know, I guess, make up for, you know, being shut down for a while. And it's tough. I mean, I'd never, ever, ever would want to be in the restaurant business. So I can imagine, you know, I've heard a bunch of horror stories that um, the restaurants are having a hard time right now. And all all of the like, you know, I guess like hotels, all of that type of stuff is, is really having a hard Anything time. hospitality yeah. related is, is just... You know, and and here in in Frisco, one of the fastest growing cities in a, in a, in the country, a lot of what a lot of our our tax dollars uh, are tied to occupancy taxes. Yes. And all when when people are in the restaurants and when they're in the hotels and and when there's conventions in town and all of that is just, you know, what's what's hard for me to really believe is that back in February when this all hit us. We thought, oh, you know, it's going to come and go, and and by by late spring, by by Memorial Day, everything will be fine. Baseball will pick up again, and we'll be we'll be good. Now here we are, looking at the at, at November, and it's it's up and down. It's spiking. Uh, everything has been curtailed. Uh, I watch sports on the weekend. I know you're a sports fanatic too. Some stadiums have have people in the seats. Others have placards in the seats, the baseball playoffs, uh, and all with, with soundtracks of people clapping and cheering in the stands. 
Uh, it's it's like a whole it's like a science fiction world out there. Well, the crazy thing was is that so we were on a small vacation, like a spring break, break vacation, uh, when COVID kind of started, and we were at the spring training for the Rangers, and we landed. Uh, I guess it was on March twelfth. We landed back here in DFW, and while we were in flight, my wife was getting messages from her company saying, there's a mandatory call in the hour. You have to be on it. And as soon as we landed at, um, at uh, Dallas Love Field, she's in the the area where you get your baggage at, you know, on the call with yep. her upper management. And they're saying, hey, go get your stuff out of the office. We're shutting down tomorrow. <laughs> so we got back on vacation just in time. And then they announced within the next hour so that the Major League Baseball and uh, – the NBA was going to be shut down. So yeah, no, that was, it was kind of crazy, but here's something that's interesting about sports too, I guess from, uh, from me, you know, I love baseball and always go to like the rough riders. We've had season tickets forever. Anyway, I just, before I went on that trip the Friday before I I said, you know what, I'm going to buy my season tickets right now because I've got the cash. I go on vacation. I'll blow it. Bought my season tickets a week later. I'm told they're shut down. So I have to use my season tickets next year. So anyway, hopefully I can use them next year. Well, that happened. The same thing happened to the legends. Um, uh, The legends had to cut their season short and, uh, and they said, don't worry about it. If you've got tickets left over and all you can apply them the next year and, and they thought, okay, it's no big problem. Now we're facing the start of the basketball season yeah. again for this coming year, and everything's up in the air. We're not sure what's going to happen. No, absolutely. And so it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Now, I have I have to give you some condolences because I know that you are, have been a diehard uh, Stars fan, <laughs> and it was a tough, tough, tough season for the Stars. It was a great oh playoff uh, but, but, you know, we were all hoping that our Dallas stars would take home the Stanley cup, but this fell just a little bit short. So well, this is the reason the Astros can't lose. I mean, I don't care what you think about the Astros or Texas team, but we cannot, a Texas team cannot lose to another Tampa Bay team again. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, and then Tampa Bay, maybe, maybe ending up with, with two championships in the same yeah. year, uh, that, you know, I think that happened in Chicago, the year that the White Sox won the world series, the Blackhawks. Won yeah. the uh, won won the Stanley Cup. That was a great Blackhawks team too. <laughs> but so so you know what's going? What else is going on in the world? And Jody McCagrin, I understand you just got another another diploma. <laughs> hey, can you- I divert off of that for a second though? Because sure, there's something I want to plug real fast. Hey, this, I say this plug, is but- not my show today. It's <laughs> our show, so our you can show. do whatever you want. Well, I wanted to bring this up first and just kind of get out of the way. I'm on the board of the Frisco Education Foundation. And right now, uh, starting uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow, we're doing our largest fundraiser that we do every year, which is the most people know it as the Gary Burns Fun Run here in the Frisco area. Uh, Right now, we call it the Frisco Education Foundation Gary Burns 5K and Fun Run. And this is our 21st year. And so one of the things we – well, because it's a big fundraiser – what we use those funds for is to give scholarships to graduating seniors of Frisco Independent School District. Uh, we do grants for great ideas for teachers. Uh, you know, they apply with the ideal. And, and if they if we, you know, have a, uh, I guess, a board that looks over that and sees what ideas are really good and stuff. And we yep. award uh, grants for them to to do that for the teachers. And also we uh, 
do, and this is something I'll come back to later, but Mindbender Academy, which is the uh, little summer camp for seventh and eighth graders to do STEM projects. And we also do the Go Baby Go Karts. We support that for students that are disabled. Anyway, I wanted to throw all that out there because with COVID and stuff, the runs, you know, everything's virtual now. The good thing about that is, is that instead of everybody showing up and running, now more people could actually participate because you can participate from anywhere. Right. And so, but and I wanted to bring all that up just to tell everybody, hey, uh, we really could use the support because we give out, I mean, you wouldn't believe the type of scholarship amount of scholarship money we give out last year. We gave out over $500,000 a year before it was 700000 And I mean, we try to give out as many scholarships as we possibly can. And um this being our 21st year, of course, we've been, you know, a big integral part in, in helping students move forward in their education. And we'd like to continue that. But we do need the support. But anyway, uh, if you'd like to run, it's it's between October 17th and October 31st. And you don't have to run, you know, like, I guess, run, run. You can walk, ride, bike, do whatever you want to do because it's hey, all a, virtual. A 5K in two weeks, you can do a block <laughs> a day and, 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 and complete a 5K. Exactly. But we are giving away awards for costumes. If you want to do pictures and stuff and post them and social media engagement, and there's pricing for adults and students and families. And so uh, you can register at runsignup.com slash, and you can actually go to our website and see this, but it's F-E-F, Gary Burns, Fun Run, and 5K. So if you want to go to Frisco Education Foundation dot com you can see that information there too and uh anyway if you do sign up i ask that you do me a favor so i know that you were you saw that on this program is post uh something on social media that you signed up and put the hashtag uh run for fun frisco so i'll know that this is where you heard about it if that's run okay. for fun frisco yeah you know and and you you bring up a good point because the upside to this is if people can get involved in this virtual 5K this year and and donate to, for the same scholarship fund, those dollars are actually going to go a lot further this yes. year because mm -hmm. there is a there's a lot of costs involved in putting on a oh, yes. a, a a physical run. I know because I was involved in it for many many years. So you you've saved that money from the expense side, which you can now add to the scholarship money right. available side. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a win win really. Even though you're not out there on the streets pounding the pavement, yeah. you are still going to be putting that money into into the coffers to give out those scholarships. And this you know, is the 21st year, Stuart. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. out there, but mm -hmm. no. And 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 again, this is something that we're doing here locally in Frisco, but. For those that are listening and watching this show all over the country, this this is how you reinvent yourself in in a in a time like in COVID. Is you know you don't say, well, we'll just have to postpone these events. If there's a way to do it virtually, so you can still raise the dollars for the purpose needed, sit down with your 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 city fathers and come up with ideas. Yeah. Uh, watch what some of these other because if it's virtual. You'll be able to go online and see a lot of these events, and then adapt them to your own city and town uh, to make it to make it work for the benefit yeah. of your people. Absolutely. You know what we were talking about earlier is the fact that we don't have outsiders coming in for conventions right now, so a lot of money is not coming in to, to the city. We have to find other ways to to keep all of our nonprofits going. We just we just had in in North Texas every year they have the North Texas Giving Day. 
It's usually the like second second week in September. Well, last year they raised, gosh, I think it was like forty-seven million dollars. Wow! One one day for like three thousand mm-hmm. nonprofit organizations. I was looking at those numbers and saying, "Oh my God, this is going to devastate so many nonprofits." Mm-hmm. Well, there were some nonprofits that got a fraction of what they got last year, but the total went over fifty million this year. Wow! So it just shows that. Mm-hmm. that you know, bite the bullet, get out there, support your favorite nonprofits and everything, participate in things like the Gary Burns Fun Run, and keep keep these foundations going so that they can benefit the, ch- the children. In this case, it's it's scholarships for kids. And, yeah, and, and for teachers. Yeah, the grants for teachers. You know, and, and considering what our students and teachers and parents are going through right now with Go to school, stay at home, a virtual education, in in class education. It's turned our society upside down. Uh, I know just with my own grandson. I mean, it's it's a juggling act. Okay, somebody's got to dro- either drop him off physically at school, mm-hmm. or somebody's got to be with him at home. So if mom's working and dad's working, they, everybody's got to throw their lives upside down in order to do it. Yeah, it's not easy for everyone. But, uh, you know, we make it through. You know, yeah. we are we have to be creative, uh, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now let me jump into, into okay. what, what Leadership Frisco or or, or, or uh, Leadership Frisco. Yeah, that's, that's it, Leadership that, Frisco. What, what's it all about? Tell, okay, tell our, so I'll state their mission statement first. Okay. The mission statement of Leadership Frisco is to develop a pool of qualified, highly motivated individuals who are interested in expanding their leadership skills, deepening their sense of civic responsibility, and becoming more involved in their community as a whole. So it's a nine-month course. and uh, it's, Nine it's, months, did you yes, say? And it's only one full day per month. So... Um, the you know it's uh, put on by the Frisco Chamber of Commerce, and uh, they Tony and his crew right absolutely and it's a great program. And so they uh, it starts I guess about August or so is when they start taking applications around that time, and anybody can apply. You don't you you could be a stay at home person. Just it, the requirement is, is right that now you, you are a stay at home person. Yeah, yeah, that you lived in Frisco for. Uh, the I think the previous year, and also that are you work here in Frisco, and uh, so they take the applications and they have uh, an advisory council, which I'm actually on the advisory council now. Uh, the advisory council evaluates all this. They have a meeting where they get a chance to meet all the applicants and stuff, and they narrow all of it down to 25 candidates, and those 25 go through this this nine month, uh, I guess if you want to call it course or class together and uh, it's 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 incredible now one of the things i know um i wanted to i wanted to bring this up i was thinking about this because we always talk about every class is we're the best class to ever i was in class 23 so the class that's going on now is class 24 uh so imagine that's been around for 24 years uh i want to say that really there's no best class this is the best program possible in frisco i think for people that want to really get involved i mean it, when i tell you some of the things that the classes have put together because you know we do a class project you're going to be amazed some people aren't aware of some of the things you see in knowing frisco that were done by the leadership frisco uh you know the whole classes or the different classes 
Right. But it, it starts off with like uh, it's kicked off with the day uh, uh, like a what do you call it? One of the uh, trust building day or whatever you want to call it like that. We call it ro- it's a ropes course. And I can't go into a lot of detail what happens there, but uh, everybody kind of starts team building and and there's some exercises they have you do. And it's amazing putting those exercises together because some of us don't even know each other. I mean, I was amazing. The 25 people I knew, there's a few I knew. I know a lot of people. And I was like, okay, I don't know a lot of people that's in my class. Well, in nine months, you're going to be family. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, you get through that course day and you see that you can do whatever they've got laid out for you. And uh, you start building a team off of that or getting a team atmosphere, I guess, off of that. But yep. uh, each month is something different. We have like different days, like social service day, economic development day, education day, health and service day, city government days, different days where people from the city and different organizations come in to speak to us. And we learn about the workings actually and, and how things operate in the city. Um, you know, so and, is it, then this is a more intense, uh, I took, I took Frisco 101, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is for the, for the public to learn about the various agencies within the city and how they operate too. So this is a, a more, more focused and intensive look at, 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 at some of those same things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is it's one Friday every month and it's all day. I mean, we meet at seven 30 and we get out like at four 30 and wow, you're required so real time commitment too. Oh yeah, it's a time commitment. And so one of the things that they ask you and they they in the application is to confirm that your company, if you work for a company, that they will allow you to have that day off. Because you can only miss so many hours. And I think it's eight hours. And if you miss that many hours, then you don't graduate with your class. Eight hours yeah. is only basically That's one right. day. And oh. so and and it's it's very uh um they're very strict about the yeah. timing, which is good because they want to respect the time of the people that have volunteered to come and speak and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, Jody, yeah, to the best of knowledge, but. is the leadership Frisco unique to the city of Frisco or is it is it modeled on a on a program that maybe other cities around the country have used? No, other cities have it. I mean, I know there's one in Dallas and I've known some the one that's gone through the leadership Plano uh, okay. program. I don't know uh, if ours is modeled after one or if they just use the title and all the cities have it and they, you know, just put their own together the way they do it. Uh, the cool thing about Frisco, I like, I guess I haven't done the other cities, but I think we're unique in a way, like you were saying about uh, us being one of the fastest growing cities. We're ranked number one in so many different things. And so, you know, when we do a day like um, Leisure and Culture Day, you learn about how we uh, how our city partners with all the sporting venues that are here. And, you know, you get to go around and see all the different properties the city had, and you hear about how all this was put together. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, we have multiple hospitals here. Uh, now we have edu- on the education is blew my mind in just a few years from now, after UNT finishes their facility, you know, we have Texas A&M commerce has a program here. Collin college does. You're going to be able to go from kindergarten to grad studies within Frisco and never leave. I mean, it, that's just amazing. Uh, and, 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 you know, we are, we have grown quite a bit. I think when, when we moved here uh, uh, seven years ago, uh, it was about 75,000. We're well over 200,000, but they just had in this morning's paper, they just broke ground on the 43rd elementary school yeah. within the city of Frisco. 
43 elementary schools. And they're are, moving dirt already on the 12th high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's amazing. And that growth has all really been condensed into, you know, the last five to seven years, a lot of it. Oh, yeah. uh, it it's amazing. Uh, and, and with that growth is the, the ongoing knowledge of how, how it, everything is going to function, not only today, but to look at it three, five, ten years down the road. Uh, so you're not playing catch up. And that's that's been the beauty of Frisco. And I know that they have been a model for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh it, that, you know, in 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 trying to to find other cities that can function that way. And other not only cities that are growing as fast as we are, but cities that just want to maintain that high level yeah. of uh of control. Yeah, the one thing I like, I mean, what we've always liked about Frisco since we've been here, and they, and it's kind of like almost cliche now, but it's true is there's partnerships everywhere here. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things we do that I really like is even though the school district doesn't have a vote, you know, on city council, they have a seat that where somebody from the the school board gets to come and sit in and they kind of work with the city. I mean, uh, they listen, know what the city's headed to. They know how they can do things to partner with the city. I mean, I was amazed to find out that there's a lot of cities that don't work that way. Uh, that, and, you know, you're absolutely right. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of large cities as well as small towns don't have that outreach right. part of, uh, uh, program in place and all. It's like, we just govern and you do as we govern. Mm-hmm. But when you outreach and get the dialogue going in both directions, it benefits everybody. Yeah, because it what is the saying that uh, all boats rise with the tide. <laughs> so I, I didn't. That's not my saying. It came from somewhere. But uh, right. but yeah, no. When you learn different things, like you know, it, it's easy to listen, especially during our political season here locally. When you have people running for different offices and people say, you know, well, and I'll just throw this out there. You know, I don't like the fact that the Cowboys are here, and somebody's like, you know, they spent money on this, or the city should have did this, or school district should have. When you get the background of all this stuff and you listen and you hear really what happens, you're amazed and then you're thinking thinking to yourself wow this actually was a great deal this was amazing this was put together this way it's our city's going to benefit our um you know from taxes and stuff like that once again we're talking about venues here but also uh, it makes our city look better it makes things uh more i guess uh, advantageous for people to move here and bring other businesses like that here but also uh the school district benefits because they get to use those facilities i mean there's a lot of pluses and win-win everywhere on this stuff. Yeah, the, you know that that was you know one of the things that I've always been a proponent of that city hall 101. You move here, uh, and 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 Lord knows we've had you know hundred thousand people have have moved here uh, within the last you know half decade, but you get that tax bill and you go, oh my God, look at those taxes. Where what what do they spend yeah. all the money on? Boy, you take that class of City Hall 101, and when you go out, you you visit the physical plants, you visit the park and park and recs department, you you visit the CDC and the Economic Development Council, you you visit the fire department, the police department, the city council. All of a sudden, you realize not only is we do we see where the money goes, but we see how it is so well spent. Right. Yeah, and, it, it's spent much better than I think some people are aware of. They just think, oh, my gosh, something else is happening. But, you know, I just encourage everybody, like you said, if you're not going to get into the leadership Frisco, try the uh, 
Frisco 101. I mean, that's and learn about really what happens. Don't just, you know, think, hey, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like that. What are they doing? I mean, find out what happens and how it does benefit us. I mean, this I think our Frisco is the only city in America that's got what they call it. They were calling the Sports City USA. We have what uh, five professional or six professional teams here. That's crazy. The Cowboys, the Dallas Stars, and we have, of course, the minor league baseball team, the Rough Riders. We Rough have Riders. the Texas yeah. Legends. Yeah, we have yeah. FC Dallas. Dallas. I mean, go down the list. I mean, and this is home to my, all of those. I mean, it's um, that's incredible, and that's that also. That, let's forget for a minute that it's just having those uh, those teams here. Wow, imagine with your family how much entertainment you have. I mean, I can stay within the boundaries of Frisco and I can go watch hockey. I can go watch basketball. And on a pro level, you know, I can go watch baseball. Right. I can watch soccer. And, of course, the Cowboys don't play here at uh, the Star, but you can watch them practice. I mean, so there's a lot of entertainment value, too, for families and stuff. It's amazing. Well, and even, even beyond the sports venues, too, we're in the process of building another uh, concert venue Oh, yeah. uh, in, in the city, there's there's live musical concerts. They're uh, t- talking about creating a major theater uh, mm-hmm. for performing arts. Uh, the arts, in all cases, uh, not only visual arts, performing arts, and all within this city is incredible compared to a lot of larger and smaller cities too. Oh, absolutely. So, that's what that's what's made us a model, and and again, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to make this sound like this is just a show about Frisco. Mm-hmm. This is a show for America to look at <laughs> and and say, you know, mm-hmm. I think we should have more of that. Get in contact mm-hmm. with the people at Frisco because they they've become a model for what other cities can do. Yeah, and and uh, the one thing I did forget to throw out there is the PGA. They're finishing the golf courses there. They moved their headquarters here and. And I hear, I don't know, you know, I don't know all the the ins and outs about what the plans are in the future, but my understanding is they're going to have the Ryder Cup here uh, in, a, in, I don't know how many years down the road, but I mean, it's is, that's huge. I mean, and uh, so one end of Frisco's got the Cowboys, the other end's got the PGA. So it's, um, it's just an incredible city. And, and, you know, I, we're thankful to be here. And what's funny is we didn't even want to move here when we first came here. Uh, so in 2009 where there was the only option we had because we had to move within 20 days and the only house we could find where the people were, were able to do a 20 day uh, closing and move in was here in Frisco. And we were like, ah, oh, we know about Frisco. But I don't know if we want to go. This is back in 2009. We moved here. And after we were here the first six months, we loved it. And we, we love the city. I mean, we really do. So. Yeah. It's something. It's something else. So you have been involved with 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 city life for for a long, long time. Uh, you've worked with the with the uh, the chamber of commerce. Uh, you, you've worked uh, with the Rotary clubs. Uh, you definitely are an organizational kind of guy. Uh, organizational. And, and, and no, because of that, yeah. I, think, I think you kind of are a a walking encyclopedia of how this uh, how this city is organized and how it functions. Well, some. I mean, I know some things about it. I don't know that uh, I'm a walking encyclopedia about it. There's a lot of things I don't know I'm trying to learn. And I know this is, I know that Frisco is just amazing. And it used to just to be a stop on a, on, on a railroad, you know, and uh, I do know cotton, this. It was a cotton town. Yeah. You know, and, and well, here's what's interesting. So, you know, um, you know, Pastor Ernest B. Sure. Ernest B. Morgan. So, you know, he's Big from Emory, out. Mississippi. 
And that his city there has the same logo that Frisco has because they're the other end of that Frisco rail that ran through here between Frisco and there. That's amazing. That's a little bit of, you know, just useless information, I guess, but it's kind of cool. Um, because Ernest is such a great guy, but no, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I try to get involved in as much stuff as possible because I mean, we love the city and we just feel like we get so much from the city. We should do what we can to get back. I mean, I mean, I am involved in the, uh, the breakfast rotary, the sunrise rotary club here in Frisco, uh, American Legion. Uh, I'm on the board of the Frisco education foundation. Of course, now I'm on the, uh, advisory council for uh, leadership Frisco. Uh, there's a few other things I'm sure. Yeah, cert. Uh, I'm a first responder. The Frisco cert team. I'm on that. So, uh, yeah, I, I try to get involved in as many things as possible. And and you know, and the whole idea is just to give back. My wife is in the Frisco Women's League. Uh, and the reason I brought that up was because the reason she, you know, she's very busy, but with her job. But the reason she is involved in the Fris the uh, Frisco Women's League is because when she was in college, she was working three jobs to put herself through school because she was uh, one child, uh, one of three children of a single parent. Uh, the Women's League, I guess, of whatever city she was in at the time, had gave her a scholarship to help her out of school because her mom was single. So she, you know, when she found out about the Frisco Women's League, she's like, I want to give back to the same organization that gave to me. So she gets involved in that. And we kind of do the same thing with the Frisco Education Foundation. My oldest daughter received a scholarship from them when she graduated at Wakeland in 2017. So when I found out there was an opening on the board, I put in an application because I was like, you know, this is something I like to get involved in. They benefited us. I want to do the same for them, too, if I can. That's your oldest daughter, uh, uh, Lauren. Yes. Uh huh. And and what is she doing now? She is a this is her senior year at UT Dallas. Um uh, wow. So after she finishes this semester, she's got one more. She'll graduate. This is what's amazing. So I, I got to do a, a brag thing here for a minute. I want to brag about my kid. So my wife worked three jobs when she was going through college, and I worked two. And we have a rule in our house that our kids have to pay for their own college, and they have to live on campus. So the reason she's at UT Dallas, she wanted to go to A&M. She did get accepted to A&M, and she got accepted to Baylor and all that stuff because she, she's pretty bright, that kid is. She is. Um, it came down to paying for it. When she got a small teeny scholarship from A&M, she was going to have to work her hiney off to go through school. And UT Dallas rolled out a full ride scholarship because of her scores on her on her ACT. She scored like 32 on her ACT. So uh, she said, we told her, we said, you can go anywhere you want, but you got to pay for it. So she decided to be smart and say, you know what? I'll go the places paying for my education. Well, anyway, we're pushing us forward four years now. And she did have, she does have to pay for her room and board, but she doesn't have to pay for her classes. She's worked three jobs, <laughs> even with the scholarship. She works at Amazon. She works at a uh, 24-hour vet emergency clinic. And a couple of days of the week, she picks up some day shifts at a day vet clinic. She will graduate exactly on time in four years and have zero debt. Not one single, not one single student loan at all when she graduates. And, you know, my wife, kind of pulled the same thing, but she graduated with about $5,000 in student loans. My daughter said, told my wife this weekend, she goes, guess what, mom, I'm going to beat you. And, and what's her, her degree will be in what? In chemistry. She's in the uh, honors program in chemistry at UT Dallas. Not and too she, shabby. She, no, she's pretty smart. She wants to be a vet. So now when she leaves UT Dallas, if she wants to go to A&M or wherever she can go. I mean, and she could have went the first time, but she just had to figure out how to pay for it. And now, we're not mean parents. We just 
we just want our kids to experience and life a little bit. My youngest one, she's 13. I don't know what we're going to do with her because she's like already trying to angle. She says, I'm going to start saving money, but I'm like, you better get a scholarship playing sports or something because you may not have money for school. <laughs> yeah. No, and and, and it, it's good for growth too if you, you help work your way through. I worked my way through through yeah. uh, college too mm-hmm. and ver- various jobs just to, to make, make my extra money for a room and board and also for when I finally did get a car to be able to maintain it. Yeah. Uh, so... No, she and so some of the options Lauren has now is she's talking about maybe taking a couple of years off before she goes to grad school and saving money. She goes, you know, I can work and work and save and pay for school. Or she's even considering maybe going into the Air Force as an officer and spend a stint there, then get out and use her military benefits for grad school. Yep. Yeah. So now, I your, mean, other, your other daughter, all, Natalie, is uh, is in high school. No, she's in she's in eighth grade. Oh, she's in eighth grade now. Yeah, she just looks like a high school student. She, she, oh, she's a she's a rising sports star. Oh, we, I hope we, so. Yeah, certainly, certainly, certainly hope. Uh, and also, you know, you got a you got a good family. You got a great family. Thank there. you, thank you. Now, just to to, to, to turn the page a little bit, uh, okay. you also have you also have a history with KVGI Radio right here because. <laughs> You and your wife used to have a, a mortgage program on KBG. The mortgage Radio. doctors, yes. Uh-huh. And beyond that, you and the owner of the station, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, had a conspiracy theory show. Yeah, which was which was that in itself was incredible because you have that been you've been a conspiracy theory advocate and lover. <laughs> I think most of your life, haven't you? Yeah, most of it. I well, you know, I I think people what conspiracy theorists i don't have a problem being called that but i think people use that as trying to say people are kooky Woo! but you know what if you dig into some of the stuff i mean there's definitely some questions that need to be asked about some things <laughs> well, absolutely and the more the more you dig the more interesting it becomes oh, yeah. you know it's it's like you, you talk you would talk about uh uh, uh ancestry.com you start to go back in your ancestry and 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 the the further you go the the more you learn i didn't know that about my yeah. family i i you know i thought they were from from you know ireland or whatever and you find out you got connections into germany and into to asia uh so that's what that's what conspiracies are all about sometimes the more you the more you dig the more you find so i do have a funny story about that so I'm, uh, you know, and I don't dislike the French people. Let me first start by saying that. But in our household, I always say that I wouldn't go to France. I don't want to have anything to do with the French because they surrender. You know, those stories everybody hears because right. I'm a patriot, you know, and, and, you know, and stuff. And it's just a joke. So I hope I didn't offend anybody out there. But my wife, and it's a joke because my wife's mother's maiden name is French. And my wife has always been told that they were French. Well, anyway, we did the Ancestry.com. This is hilarious because... I'm I'm supposed to be Czech, um, Irish, and Scottish, and so we did the uh, after we did the Ancestry.com DNA stuff. We found out my wife has zero French. <laughs> really? <laughs> but I've got it in me. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, the kids in here they're like, "Oh, Dad!" So you so you've been talking all that smack about the French, and now you yeah, it turns out that I guess somebody in her family in her ancestry married somebody in French Canada and uh, 
they got the last name, so they wind up, but they always thought they were from France and they weren't. And so here it is. I've, I'm the one that's talking all the smack that uh, I've, and my kids are like, yeah, that deserve you deserve that, Dad, because uh, you shouldn't be talking the smack about the French. <laughs> right, because because you, you, you yeah. should talk that way because you are one, and then you realize, yeah. no, I'm not one. So I was working on my French. Uh-huh. There, there we go. That's the only thing I can say. And so anyway, well, but... Well, yeah. I, I eat I eat French fries. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, if you if you if I stood up and showed you my gut, you would know I eat a lot yes, of French yes, fries. Yeah, b- both of us, both of us. <laughs> That's crazy. So so when you're working with all these organizations, both profit and nonprofit organizations, uh, and all, I know you also work with a lot lot with fundraising, uh, mm-hmm. and and helping a lot of organizations with fundraising. When you got a little bit of free time, Jody, what do you like to do? Good question. Um, First, you got to find the free time. Well, I always love to go watch my daughter play softball. And, um, you know, we're hands-off parents. We don't push and do all that kind of stuff. She just loves the game. We love the game. We like watching it. Uh, I What I really like to do is build models, but I haven't had a lot of time to do that. Uh, I've got a whole model builders will understand this. I have a stash. So uh, that's usually a bunch of unopened models. You know, I probably have over a hundred models that are still in the box that never been opened that I need to build. But that's, that's my passion. You know, I I do everything. What I look for, I like old cars, like old Cadillacs, old Chevys, old Fords. And, but I I have um, the USS constitution. I need to build the biggest ship. It's about 36 inches long. So I need to build that. I've got the Star Trek Enterprise I need to build. My wife bought me up two or three years ago. Uh, you know, I've got some fighter jets I need to build. And and so I've got a lot of stuff I need to really get busy on. But that's that's what I really like to do. Now, 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 now that your daughter is 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 basically out of the house and getting ready, is that room going to get designated as the model room? The room next to hers is. That's the one I'm in right now. <laughs> so I have a hobby room here, but everything's stacked in boxes. And I collect I collect toys too. So here's some cars. I collect uh, diecast cars and stuff, and and I've collected GI Joes, the 12 inch GI Joes. And I haven't collected toys in a long time. So I started uh, since I've left the chamber. I've started an Amazon business, and uh, I've sold some of my collection my toys because they're still brand new in the boxes uh-huh. uh you know i'm selling other stuff too books and stuff like that and there's a few products i sell but um and that's really i put that together actually for the kids to do something so they could save for school and work from home but it turns out you know my oldest daughter's gone's got her own job my youngest one hasn't put much time in it because she's busy her week is like school and then she has two days she does batting practice two days she does physical therapy two days she does baseball uh, I mean, a baseball softball practice. And then she has one of those days where she also fits in a voice lesson because she sings. So now is hers, is her softball season still active or if they want wound down already for this, for this season? No, it's still active. We have a tournament this weekend. It's actually part of, it's going to be here in Frisco. It's the uh, pink out, uh, for uh, national breast cancer uh, month. And, uh, they, she's been in that tournament multiple times. In fact, what's funny is that one of her most amazing plays ever when she was in uh, playing uh, 10U softball, she hit a walk-off grand slam and won a game to win that championship for the uh, pink out. And wow. then um, a few years later, she was on a different team and they wind up winning it. And it was an Allen that time. And we're playing now 
on a different team and we're going to play this weekend. So I don't know what she'll do this weekend. I mean, you know, she's still coming back from being down for, you know, 11 months and right. she's getting better and better and getting more playing time every single week. Now her batting is getting better and that's really what her, what her specialty is. She's a, a power hitter and an incredible hitter too. As a matter of fact, it's, my wife and I didn't really play sports. My wife swam a little bit. I played a little football in middle school, but uh, the kid has a gift to hit. Um, we were working with her batting coach. I guess it's been about two or three weeks ago, and um, they put her on this thing called Hit Tracks, where they video her from all angles and they check out the exit velocity and how far it goes. And in a thirty-minute session, she hit. And this is in Minute Maid Park, and because they have it set up where. You know, even though you're not in the park, it, it can rate everything from there. She had eight home runs. The farthest one was 249 feet. And uh, she was hitting with the exit velocity about 78 miles an hour, which is pretty good for a 13-year-old. That's amazing for a 13-year-old, actually. But now You mentioned that she's, she's playing this weekend. If people want to go and catch a softball game, is this open to the public with yeah, social distancing? Yeah, we is- start at Shawnee Trail, and then it's going to be at Shawnee Trail and at um, – uh warren sports complex yeah so for the for those watching you want to get outside it's going to be a great weekend weather wise you might want to just get out there and enjoy a little bit of a little bit of softball oh it'll be amazing yeah and so i like going and just watching her play i mean she loves the sport so it makes it enjoyable and like i said we're not the parents that are hollering at her through the you know dugout and we're not the ones that baby her i mean she carries her own bag she does her own talking with the coach uh, we just sit and watch as spectators, and and so we enjoy it a lot. Oh, I'm sure you don't just sit there and watch as spectators. You're probably up <laughs> we scream, yelling and screaming. <laughs> yeah, we'll scream, and and you know, since her her nickname's Noodle, and everybody knows her's that, we'll sometimes take pool noodles and bang them together and go, "Let's go, Noodle!" <laughs> clink, 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 let's go, Noodle! Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I also know that you are a veteran, and I thank mm-hmm. you for your service. Thank you, you were for your Air service. Force, weren't you? Uh, Air Force and Army. I did uh, two years in the Army and five in the Air Force. Very good. And what what duty stations uh, have you had that were? Well, uh, remember Carswell Air Force Base? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was at yeah. Carswell. I was at Tyndall Air Force Base, at Shepherd Air Force Base, uh, Fort Jackson. Uh, there was a few places there, yeah. And then uh, Ellington Air Force Base in Houston. Now, in Ellington, was interesting. I was there as Army and there as Air Force because Ellington used to be an active Air Force base, and I started there in the Army, and I was in the helicopter unit. I was all my background's aircraft, and uh, I left that unit, went to the Air Force, and was in an aircraft maintenance unit there in the Air Force on the same base. Yeah, I, now I I uh, I don't remember the name of the air base, but uh, I was stationed at Fort Bliss for okay. a while. And Fort mm-hmm. Bliss uh, was also an Army and an Air Force uh, yeah. uh, compounds to at, at the same time. Well, and and because of your your service and everything, you've been active in in military organizations here in the city, also uh, and been a part of that. So, I mean. Are there any organizations in and around the, the, the Frisco area that you are not a member of or, or involved in? Probably it's hard not. to say. I mean, yeah, because we try to participate in the arts and we try to participate in Frisco Fast Packs. I mean, you know, and some of that we're not on boards or anything, but we try to donate and help out. And uh, 
uh melody of hope that's another one that's real good lori just my wife just did a big thing with them where i think she was a sponsor for something with them uh for that what well, you're talking about north texas giving day lori uh donated so much money and said she would match dollar for dollar up to a certain amount and so yeah we try to just be involved in as much as possible and the thing that that i think that also gets us involved is because we've had so many relationships with people if they're involved in those organizations and they they you know are trying to raise money or do something or just need volunteers or whatever we just try to participate to help out because they're friends not not only try to help the community but try to help friends you know well you know and and, and that's something that sometimes people don't understand you know getting involved in supporting organizations nonprofits in particular it can be writing a check and and yeah just helping them financially, but you'll get so much more by just donating a few hours. I know another another uh, program here locally that you've been involved with uh, over the years is Camp Craig Allen. Yeah, uh, Camp Craig Allen, right? And uh, and they're outdoor. You mentioned you mentioned Pastor uh, Pastor Ernie B. Uh, you know, and and his his barbecue talents and being out there for for the uh, uh, Camp Craig Allen events. Uh, the barbecue cook-off, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and again, it's been a shame that over these last six, seven months and everything, there have been so many of these spring and summer events that unfortunately had to be canceled or postponed, or and so money was lost to continue with some of these programs. So it's important yeah. for you to reach out and, and find some of these organizations that you used to go to their events and they don't have the event mm-hmm. Like Gary Burns that you mentioned earlier, right? You're not you're not running on the streets, but you're doing it virtually because you want to still raise the money for the benefit of the organization. Yeah, we try to top every year on the scholarships, and it's of course been difficult the last year. Um, so we want to give out, and we're building the you know they're getting ready to build the twelfth high school. Every time our city grows, there's a bigger need and more need for you know scholarships and stuff like that to help students. People can think because you live in Frisco, oh, it's affluent or whatever they want to think. And no community is 100% like that. I mean, and That's there right. are students that need money, and you know we're fortunate we live in this city. But however, you know my kid needed some money to go to school. I mean, everybody could use it. I mean, you know. There is an older part of our city too that that is, is still you know the the blue collar workers. Uh, and there's a lot of young kids that go to go to school during the week and have have very little to eat on the weekends. Uh, you mentioned the fast pack program. Well, mm-hmm. now that those kids are out of school physically yeah. and all the need is is not only still there, the need is doubled what it was. Right. And so, you know, you need to look back into the community and we as as individuals have to look deep into our souls and say, you know, because because I've given in the past doesn't mean I, I cannot continue to give and maybe even try to dig deeper and give a little bit more now. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And so, uh, you know, I know our school district now, I don't, well, because you don't have kids in the school district, but we got an email a few weeks back that said they've been given the okay to actually give free lunches to kids so the kids in school can have them. And I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I can remember the email correctly, it also mentioned that if a kid it wasn't even attending school in person, they could actually come in and get the meal for free too. So, I mean, you know, it, there's no reason why in general. I, I mean, believe it or not, I'll back up just a little bit on this. When you're talking about Frisco Fastbacks, my mom used to cook three meals a day. I, fortunately enough, grew up with a meal on the table every time there was a dinner time. My siblings are a little older than me. 
they didn't have that luxury. My mom and them were kind of really dirt poor, I guess, before I came along. And uh, so that's kind of something that touches me a little bit. I don't think there's a reason why anybody should be hungry in our country in general. And I mean, so we love Frisco Fast Packs and there's, uh, you know, they're the organization too is um, there's another one that here that also does meals for kids on the holidays. And this, and these are programs that are not unique to us, as I've said before. Yeah. <clears throat> they're, they're, they are happening all over the country, and it's mm-hmm. just a matter of getting people who care to rally and say, "There's, there's a better way, and we need to find that better way." Yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, Jody, it's been been great. You taking time to to be with me. It's like the good old days. And uh, I very, very much appreciate you taking the time to be on someone you should know. You definitely are. And I and uh, hope I for all of that, our benefits but... that we can get that breakfast club going again, too, <laughs> so we can all sit down and, and, and uh, be face-to-face and, uh, and talk and share a, share a good meal. I'm thinking about doing it next Friday. <laughs> all right. Send, send me an email, and we'll try, try and meet you, because we, at least we can sit outside, if not inside. Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. I mean, I I don't think I've got anything going on next Friday morning. I had this, this right. morning. So. All right. To you and to, to, to Lori and to Lauren and Natalie and all the very, very best. And, and again, thanks for sharing some time with me this morning. Hey, thank you. It's an honor and I appreciate it. And I appreciate your friendship. All right. That'll do it for another session of uh, Someone You Should Know. And uh, we'll catch you right here, same time next week. And again, remember, be yourself because everyone else is taken.